when we talk about the three levels of motivation on the path, an understanding of karma is involved in all three. Okay, so what's the first level of motivation? God! <laughs> Aiming for a good rebirth, okay? So that's our most immediate concern. And the, the way we go about doing that is by abandoning destructive actions and creating positive ones. So that's following karma, isn't it? That's following the functioning of cause and effect. So understanding karma helps us achieve that goal of having a good rebirth. Because if we don't understand how cause and effect work, then we won't understand how to create the cause for a good rebirth and how to abandon the cause for a rotten one. Okay. And then if we look at the second level of motivation, which is liberation from cyclic existence, okay? So, in order to gain that, again, we need to understand karma. Because what is it that keeps us trapped in cyclic existence? It's our disturbing attitudes and our contaminated actions, our contaminated karma, that we create under the influence of those disturbing attitudes. So, since karma... You know, the contaminated karma is one of the chief things that binds us in this cycle of constantly recurring problems. The better we understand karma, the better we're going to be able to control it instead of just be under its influence. Okay, so the easier we'll be able to attain liberation. And then when we practice the last, the highest level motivation, which is? Yeah, aiming for enlightenment, the altruistic intention aimed at enlightenment. There also karma is important. First of all, for a couple of reasons. I mean, first of all, because when we do the bodhisattva practices, the six far-reaching attitudes, what we're doing is creating the karma to be able to become a Buddha. We're creating the causes to get the resultant state of Buddhahood. We're also purifying very strongly our karma to remain in cyclic existence. Okay. And also, understanding karma helps us generate the compassionate wish to become a Buddha, which is what the altruistic intention is. Because the more we understand that other beings are trapped by their disturbing attitudes in karma, then the more compassion very instinctively arises in us for them. Because we see the extent of their predicament. And then instead of getting angry at them because they're confused and have problems, we instead are able to develop an altruistic intention wanting to free them from their disturbing attitudes and their karma. Okay, So what we're learning here about karma, even though it comes in the level of the path to do with the first level of motivation, understanding it is going to really influence all of our, our entire practice all along. Okay, so it's an important subject. So, tonight we're going to talk about, hopefully, um, <laughs> until we start asking questions, um, throwing and completing karma. Okay? Now, throwing karma are those actions that ripen in terms of the rebirth we take. So they're the ones that throw us into a particular rebirth. They're the ones that cause us to be born as a human being or as a god 
or as a, a donkey or whatever, okay? That's the throwing karma that throws you into the next rebirth, okay? Completing karma are those actions that then complete the different conditions that you have once you've entered into that rebirth, okay? So, okay, we take Peldon here. Hi. Um, he had very good, he had the throwing karma to be born as a human being, okay? Then his completing karma is, you know, he was born as a boy and he was born to, you know, carry with his mama and, you know, he, w- he was able to live in America and come to Dharma teachings. So all that is his completing karma, okay? So you're much more interested in him than, than what I'm saying. But <laughs> Actually, he is more interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so that's his completing karma. The throwing karma causes that particular rebirth as a human being. The completing karma influences all the other circumstances around that. The completing karma also influences the different things that happen to us while we're human beings or while we're an animal or while we're a god or whatever we're born as. So the different events that we uh, experience, the place that we're born in, these kinds of things are completing karma. They're the results of completing karma. So throwing karma is um, you know, the karma that propels us into another rebirth. This is, is generally speaking, actions that have all four parts in place. Okay, and the four parts to an action are? Oh, the first one? The object, then? Intention? The action? And then the completion, okay? So, if you have all of those, or sometimes instead of saying four, they say three. They say the preparation, which includes the basis and the intention, the actual and the completion. Okay, so if it has all those parts in it, then it's kind of a complete total action, and then that can act as a throwing karma that then causes a particular rebirth. It's interesting, one action can at some times be a throwing karma, and at other times it can be a completing karma. Because remember when we talked about the four results of karma, one result was the maturation result, so when that action acts As the maturation result, it matures in the sense of the realm that you're born in, the body and mind you get, then it's the throwing karma. When it ripens in terms of the the result similar to the cause in terms of your experience or the environmental result, then it's acting as a completing karma, okay, because it's completing the circumstances of, of another particular rebirth, not the same rebirth that it was the throwing karma for. Communicating? Yeah. Okay. So, um, with with throwing karma, it can sometimes be that one action can then one throwing karma can then actually produce many many rebirths. Yeah. So, for example, it, it, it's it's not a one to everything's not a one to one correspondence. Remember, there's lots of play and dance in this whole thing about karma. So, you can have one action, let's say somebody kills somebody, okay? So that's, and it's a complete action, it becomes a throwing karma, and it can actually act as 
the cause for many, many reasons. Okay, so particularly if somebody's done what we say, one of the five heinous actions. So some of those are like killing your father, killing your mother. So let's say that kind of action of killing, then it's one action, but it can cause many, many rebirths. Yeah? And similarly, you can have many, many actions that then cause one rebirth. So, you, you know, you might have many actions, all of which together, put together, act as uh, throwing karma, and then they produce one rebirth. Okay. So, an example of that is, for example, our um, having precious human life. This is dependent upon having kept very good ethical conduct in previous lives. So, we did many, many actions of keeping good ethical conduct. Or maybe, let's say, taking the five precepts in previous life. So that's five different actions, you know, done actually repeatedly. And then all of those together come together, and then they act as a throwing karma to cause one particular rebirth, let's say, what we have now. Okay? So what we're getting at is sometimes one action can cause multiple births, and other times multiple actions can cause one birth. Okay. So this is in terms of throwing karma. Okay. Now, completing karma is generally action, you know, like I said, it could be a different, one karma can act sometimes as a throwing karma, other times as a completing karma, depending upon which result it happens to be ripening at that particular time. But also, another way of looking at it is actions, let's say, that um, don't have all the four parts together, that only have two or three of the parts together, then those are, those actions are weaker, and so they don't bring such a forceful result like a whole rebirth that you experience for many, many years. They may ripen as the completing karma, which complete the circumstances of your rebirth. Like I said before, determining your gender, determining whether your body's healthy or not, um, what you experience in life, where you're born, whether you're rich or poor, whether you're able to have an education or not. Those are all results of completing karma. So, again, there's a lot of different things going on here. You can have somebody who is experiencing the result of a good throwing karma and a good completing karma at the same time. Okay? So if you look at our situation right now, we're experiencing good throwing karma because we're born in an upper realm. We also have very good completing karma because we have enough to eat. We've been able to encounter the Dharma and things like that. Now, there are other beings that have good throwing karma but very unfortunate completing karma. So they might have good throwing karma. They're born as human beings. But then they're born, let's say, retarded or um, handicapped in some way or in a country where, you know, there, it's just so difficult to eke out a living that there's, you know, a lot of starvation and great difficulties. So then they, they have good, fortunate throwing karma and unfortunate completing karma. Yeah. Then there's other things that have it just the other way about. They have unfortunate throwing karma and fortunate completing karma. For example, a chala. Okay? So he's born as a cat. That's un this is the result of unfortunate throwing karma. But if you have to be a cat, he has a really good circumstance. 
Okay, so that's very, that's fortunate completing karma. And then there's other beings that have unfortunate throwing and unfortunate completing karma. Let's say like a dog in India. Okay? Or, yeah, everybody, you know what it's like. Um, you know, or, you know, very, most of the beings in the, in the lower realms have this kind of situation where it's a, a problematic rebirth and then all the, the whole situation they're born into is problematic. So it's unfortunate throwing and unfortunate completing karma. So this again, it's really interesting to think about. You know, how all these different actions, all the different results they bring, how all sorts of different things combined in such a, a variety of ways to bring so many incredible different results. Uh, and we really begin to get a feeling for the power of karma. You know, that is, it's, you know, cause and effect is something quite real. But we also get a feeling for the incredible possibilities within it. You know, and all the different results that can, that can come and how they can intermingle and, and influence each other. Mm, okay, so like a still, stillborn baby or an aborted baby, okay? In that kind of circumstance, that being would have the throwing karma to be born as a human being, but because of having such a short life, it's like very strong completing karma that completely inhibits, you know, they're actually getting to live a full life. So, you know, if you have bad completing karma, it can be, you know, it can be pretty serious. Okay. Sometimes what they say is that, like babies who who don't make it out of the womb or children who don't live very long, that they had the karma to be born as a human being, but they didn't have the karma to live a long time as a human being. Yeah. So sometimes it's that case, you know, that like just the karma to live in a certain body is very limited. Other times when a person has a very short life, it, they may have had the karma to have a long life, but they had some very, very other heavy karma that ripens. And it's called it like an untimely death because it's a heavy karma that ripens. And even though they have the karma to live long, this other thing is very strong and, you know, then they wind up dying in Pan Am 102. Or is it 103? You know, whichever it is, you know, something happens like that. 